0: Welcome back to Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast, and today I am joined by Maureen Strasden. She is the author of Celebrating Cranford, one of the Images of America books. Maureen, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thanks, Bernie. Thanks for having me. Obviously, I just mentioned the fact that you're the author of Celebrating Cranford. Folks may not realize why that book came out when it did. 2021, was the 150th anniversary of Cranford. So this book, I guess, was kind of done in conjunction with that 150th anniversary, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Arcadia Publishing contacted me about a year ago, year and a half ago now, and um, asked if I would be interested in doing a new book on Cranford. As you mentioned, there were two prior books. Uh, and I said, yeah, definitely. And they said, well, is there anything Going on that this book might be published in conjunction with. And I said, Yeah, it's Cranford's 150th anniversary. And they said, Perfect. Then we have to get it out. And while uh, doing a book like this, they said, usually takes six months to a year. Uh, they said, You have until March of 2021 to finish it, which was four months from the date I signed the contract. Uh, so I spent many all-nighters doing research for the book, but it did indeed come out during Cranford's 150th year anniversary. And hence the book was called Celebrating Cranford. And the book is, is arranged around all of the celebrations that, that Cranford has, uh, has had over the years. Uh, it's in 25-year increments, and each chapter ends with the celebration that Cranford held for that 25th anniversary, whether it's the 50th, 75th, 100th, and believe me, Cranford knew how to celebrate.
0: <laughs> and those celebrations varied over the years. Tell us a little bit about how they did vary. I don't think there were too many records, as you said in the book, from the 25th anniversary, but from the 50th on, there certainly were uh, more extensive records.
1: Exactly. Um, the, the, the newspapers that existed in Cranford at the time, uh, it, sometimes it was the Cranford Chronicle, then it was the Citizen, then it was the Citizen and Chronicle, chronicled all of those, those events, as did the Elizabeth Daily Journal, and sometimes there were even mentions in the New York Times of the wonderful celebrations that went on. We had fireworks, we had parades, we had obviously the old, the river carnivals and the river regattas, Uh, there was dancing in the streets. They closed the streets and they had bands and people danced uh, in in the evening. Uh, Many, many different kinds of celebrations and it looked like everybody in Cranford and people from outside Cranford came to
0: help us celebrate those, those milestones. The two previous books about Cranford that came from Images of America were by Bob Fridlington and Larry Furo. Um, unfortunately, both have passed, but they had a variety of photos that came from from Cranford's history. Tell us a bit about how you gathered the photos for this book that you put together.
1: Those books uh, by, by Larry and Bob are, are Bibles to me. Uh, and anybody else who's interested in Cranford history. They did a superb job of compiling photos and and finding tidbits about Cranford history. For my research, I used many of the same resources they did. I used the extensive collection at the uh, Cranford Historical Society, and I thank them for allowing me to use their resources. Sometimes I would find a photo in their collection that was absolutely superb, that I would have loved to use in the book, but doing research, I couldn't find any information about it. There mm-hmm. was nothing that I could find to write that 70-word caption. On the other hand, sometimes I would find doing other research, a great story, but couldn't find a photo. So there were a lot of things that unfortunately I couldn't include in the book. but. I was able to use the resources that that Larry and uh, Bob had used. And one of my main sources of information is an index to Cranford's newspapers, the newspapers that I referred to, that was done by Arthur and Hazel Burdett. They went through every one of those newspapers that was published for 50 years. And between 1963 and 1982, They compiled an index on little index cards. They typed it on little index cards. And every article, every ad, every little piece of information about Cranford, they indexed on those cards. Frequently, they would essentially include the entire article. So you can read these cards, which are available through the public library, through Cranford's public library, and get a whole history of Cranford. Just reading the cards is fascinating to see what went on on a particular street, what went on on a particular with a particular individual, um, what went on with the board of education, how the education system developed in Cranford. Just reading these, the, sometimes there are fourteen cards on a particular topic. Sometimes there's only two sentences on a particular topic, but it, it's it, it's a great great resource. The, and I just really thank the the Burditts for compiling those cards many years ago. And it, it's, it's just a wonderful resource.
0: As someone who also enjoys Cranford history, I've had my opportunities to go through those cards. And it can be a little bit like a puzzle. They have two sets. There's one based on subjects and there's another based on names. And you'll find something say, in the subject category that will mention someone's name. So then you run over to the (laughs) name category and you try to find out more and try to piece all these things together. And sometimes it comes up with some very surprising information that you never would have known otherwise. I imagine you probably came across quite a bit of surprising information as you were putting this book together.
1: Uh, precisely. It's amazing what happened in, in Cranford. Just as a quick example, as you mentioned, as I was looking for information on the municipal building in Cranford and where Cranford's government has been housed or centered over the years, it, it's moved around several times where the township committee or whatever it was called uh, met. At one point, they met in a building called the Emlin Building. Which is on the corner of North Avenue and Alden Street. Uh, it's where Puffs and Stuff is now. Mm-hmm. That building went through many organizations and whatever met in there, including municipal government. But at one point in the nineteen thirties, there was a an eighteen hole indoor golf course in that building. Wow. <laughs> exactly where it was, I don't know, but. Uh, in 1931, there was briefly an indoor golf course in there. The township government met there from 1935 to 1962. That was the municipal building before the new municipal building was built. Wow. So, uh, and that kind of little fact was was in those those verdict cards and it just kept going and going and going, finding all of this inter- interesting information.
0: One of the things I've noticed when you look at the newspapers, it's wonderful that they have what originally were microfilmed records of the newspapers Mm -hmm. that now obviously are available online where you can look at them. The one unfortunate part of it, though, is the photographs do not really reproduce when you're looking at the images that are saved. So it's not possible to really utilize any of those photographs that you may run across in print
1: exactly yeah uh, the uh, the Arcadia publishing has it has very strict uh, requisites for what kind of photographs can be in a book and they do not allow you to use newspaper photos mm-hmm. so again while there were many really really good photographs in in newspapers I had to hope that there would be one in the historical society or one that I could get from, from some other source. Um, for instance, uh, I really wanted to include Rabbi Sidney Schenken in the book. Bernie, you've done some uh, radio casts on, on the rabbi and for those who uh, aren't familiar with him, he was the rabbi at Temple Beth El from 1957 to 1979. He died in 2020 over his career, he, uh, he had been a bombardier in World War II. He had participated in Freedom Rides, a really significant individual on many levels. I really wanted to include a picture of him. Pictures in the newspaper were not acceptable. So I found through another contact the email of his daughter. I contacted her. She was thrilled that I wanted a photo, but she said, I have no photos that you might use, but my brother might. So she gave me her brother's email. So I started emailing her brother and keep in mind, this is done all during COVID. So I unfortunately could not meet with people, which I would have loved to have done. So we're emailing back. And forth. And this gentleman's name is Zev. He lives in Teaneck. I told him what I was doing. He said, let me go through my boxes. So he went through boxes and boxes of family photos and compiled the box, put them all, put some of them in a box, and drove from Teaneck to Cranford, New Jersey. And we he handed me the box on my front porch and we chatted standing in it would have been February on my front porch. (laughs) And he handed over this box of photos. Absolutely fascinating information, and there was a definitely a usable photo in there. But it also included this little booklet that his father had written about his life. And unfortunately, I couldn't put all of this information into, into celebrating Cranford. There were so many stories in Cranford that, you know, Bernie, you know, and you were invaluable in, in helping me with this book. I would pass something by and say, does this make sense <laughs> since you grew up here? Uh, I grew up in Elizabeth and I have only lived in Cranford for 35 years, which makes me a newcomer to many people. <laughs> but uh knowing you having firsthand knowledge about many of these things, uh your mm, I don't think so. Or yeah, how why don't you try that
0: was was invaluable to you. So again, I do thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. One of the things that obviously helped you look back at Cranford's history, as you mentioned, were the old newspapers, the Cranford Chronicle being a prime example of something that was available. Unfortunately, the Cranford Chronicle is out of business. The Elizabeth Daily Journal has long since ceased publishing. Now we have online sources. We've got social media and things of that sort. Maybe somebody will be listening to this podcast 50 years (laughs) in the future, but what do you think future historians will be able to use when they try to recreate the next 50 years of Cranford's history? That is a difficult question.
1: Uh, you know, social media is so it, it, it just dissolves in, into in air. Um, people don't write letters anymore. You know, the, I did find some letters that I used that with going back and forth with, which just filled in some some holes Frankly, I have no idea what people are going to use going (laughs) forward. Um, You know, as I said, you know, the social media is so ephemeral; it's it's kind of not there, and it also is so divisive in many ways. It it seems to me that when, as I was reading earlier reports, they were God knows flowery, uh, and but they were. Straightforward, news it is it was reporting the, the news or reporting what happened. Now, everybody has an ax to grind. You know, mm-hmm. it has one approach to something versus another approach to something. And I'm not, it's gonna be very difficult for future historians, I think, to really get to the, the truth of the situation given all the different ways the news is now presented. As opposed to the way it was in the past.
0: Well, I know you're involved with historic preservation in Cranford. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Uh, there is an organization in Cranford. It's actually a township committee called the Cranford Historic Preservation Advisory Board. It was established in the late 1990s. Uh, and it is, as I said, a set of Cranford. Township Committee. They advise the Township Committee on educational issues, on resources, um, on anything relating to preservation. I was the chair of that committee for 12 years. It was a wonderful uh, experience. The committee achieved many things. um, HBAP, as we call it, uh, succeeded in rescuing the fireplace from the Roosevelt School that's now in the community center. We compiled a resource list of Cranford's historical resources. And uh, most recently, HBAP has just created signs around town that people might uh, be familiar with. They use the QR codes and you can 25 different sites. You can stand in front of a site, aim your phone, get the uh, QR code uh, information, and you hear Bernie Wagonblast <laughs> describing that particular site. Uh, I think it, it, it's a great contribution to the township and to really sharing this wonderful history that is Cranford.
0: Well, for th- folks, hopefully we've wet their appetite. If they already haven't picked up a copy of Celebrating Cranford, tell us how they might get it. And of course, I'll have a link in the show notes to where they can pick it up. But why don't you uh, tell us how they can get one?
1: It is available at two stores in Cranford on the north side, as we say, at Periwinkle's. On the south side, it's available at Cougar Headquarters. It's also available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble on Route 22 or barnesandnoble.com. Well, Maureen,
0: thank you so much for taking the time. And thank you especially for preserving Cranford's history through this book. While the podcast may not be available, 50 years from now, I am sure copies of the book will be available in whatever the Cranford Public Library <laughs> looks like 50 years from now. So thank you so much for uh, for doing all that.
1: Okay, thanks again, Bernie, for having me. And, and I hope I've waited some people's appetite to go and search more information about Cranford's history.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of history that's probably in people's basements and attics that we don't even know about. And If they could share that, that would be great to uh, preserve Crawford's history in the future.
1: Undoubtedly. And let me just put a little plug in for the Historical Society. If somebody has those little treasure troves and they don't know what to do with them or they're cleaning out somebody's house and they say, Hmm. please contact the Historical Society and see if they are interested in accessioning, as they say, uh, these items, because the more information we have about Cranford's history, the more we can share and the more people can profit from experiences of the past.
0: Maureen, thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Bernie.